to another edition of the Sibling Rivalry Podcast, a show all about college football where the conversations are lively, the topics irreverent, and the hosts are semi-knowledgeable. I am Madison, and I'm joined as always by my brother Pierce. Pierce, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's a bittersweet time of the year. I got the blues a few days ago thinking about, man, yes, we have one more big, gigantic game, but... Bowl season such a blast every year, and once New Year's New Year's Day really comes and goes, I I get a wave of uh, of sadness going because you know you know there's only one or two more games before college football is out of our lives for seven months. Absolutely, it is. Uh, usually, I leave uh, the season and I'm kind of excited for a little bit of a break. I don't feel that this year. This year, I'm actually very um very upset. It's been a, a blast of a season. Uh, a lot of games that were noteworthy, a lot of games that weren't, um, but all in all, college football. We all we both love college football. We all love college football. That's why you're listening to this podcast, and that's why we do this podcast, because we love talking about it. But we just wanted to do this quick little update. We wanted to go over, we missed a week, we apologize about that, but we wanted to go over the playoff games, recap those for you, update you on where we are with our confidence pool, and then also uh, re- uh, preview the national championship, which will, of course, be on Monday night. Pierce, this is where it all comes down to. All of uh, Everything's come down to this moment. I don't know if I necessarily would have seen these two teams. I would have seen one of them in the national championship. Uh, the other one I'm a little bit uh, surprised of, but also not not unbelievably surprised, but I guess, uh, you know, when you're so used to the state of college football right now, where it seems to be the, fir- the same two or three teams every single time, uh, it's definitely a little bit of a switch up. So um, I'm excited to get into this and see your thoughts on it. Um, without further ado, do you want to tell the people how we did on our confidence pool? If you didn't Why'd hear it, you Pierce have to and do I this to me? going into the bowl season, Pierce and I previewed all 39 games of bowl season and picked against the spread and then put points on it. Obviously, 39 points being the most amount of confidence, one point being the least amount of confidence. And uh, the final tally on that, Pierce, is what? 410 to 397 me. No, me. Yeah, you got the best of me there. Um, It all came down to the Texas A&M game after reviewing it all. uh, We had a lot of the same picks coming down the stretch, or you had very few points, and so it didn't, you know, it wasn't a big loss for you. Yeah, I mean, congratulations. That's a a good win. I, I thought I still had you, especially with a lot of my heavy hitters late in the slate, but after reviewing it, you had all the same picks. So um, kudos to you. I think I got you during the regular season, but um, regardless is a good, good, good win, especially because there are, you know, 10 to 12 games. You just, it's, you have to do your research about, because you really don't watch those teams week in and week out, especially in your case, going to most of the Georgia games. Uh, You know, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, So kudos to you. Yeah. Um, I will take those kudos. Pierce, you, you just looked ahead, uh, or looked ahead, sorry, you looked back at the confidence pool and uh, figured out one game that really was the difference maker, and uh, I believe you said that was Texas A&M, Oklahoma State, so shout out to the Pokes for getting that one done for me. Yeah, that one hurts because A&M won the game, and yet, didn't they win the game by one or two? They just didn't cover the yeah, spread. Yeah, they didn't cover the spread, yep. Um, so that's tough, but yeah, I mean... I think uh, I think we had a pretty good gauge on most of our our top picks, and you know it's rightfully so. Some of the less the lower ranked picks were 
you know, ones that we were less confident about. So we, I, I, I'm pleased with how we all, we did as a whole. Yeah, we, uh, I was kind of shocked at how well I was doing in some of the games that I kind of blindly picked. I just kind of looked at their stats, maybe read a little bit about them, but I didn't do a ton of research. Um, quite frankly, I did this before or in <laughs> at a lunch break one day during work. Um, so it was very I much did them on air. Fly, yeah, fly by the seat of my pants. Let's just pick something. And then we had to figure out the confidence between, you know, what you what are you going to do with that? And so um, I, I will I'll take the kudos, but it's not over. It's not over because the way this is going to work, Pierce, is we're going to do it kind of final jeopardy style. We are going to wager our final points, our final tally from the all the other bowls on the national championship. We have to make those wagers before and not tell you. You can't tell each other what you wagered. You just have to make your pick. But you got to write it down because you can't lie. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I you'll have it on record here. No, no, because you're not going to tell you how much you wagered. Oh, I already know how feel. much I'm wagering. Well, we, you're going to go all in. That's true. Uh, hey, okay, I that's don't fair. know. I could be bluffing. Well, I'll write it down because I'm the one in the lead, so I've got the most to lose here. Um, and then what we're going to do is we'll reveal that. We'll, we'll pick, make our picks, and then we'll reveal what happened with the wager. Because there's a chance, based on the wager, that you win. Yeah, I feel pretty confident. No, I don't. That's <laughs> I, well, freaking me out. Uh, just guessing on the way you're going to you're gonna play this, I think uh, I'm going to have to unfortunately take the underdog. But uh, we'll see how much you wager. You might be surprised. Uh, not really. Um, okay. Um, Pierce, we've got to recap a little bit of these playoff games. Uh, haven't talked to the people since we made our initial picks back. Uh, I believe that was Christmas Day it came out. So let's go ahead and let's just high-level recap these games. We can get into it, too. These are only three, two games we're looking at. First up, we had the... Um, I'm forgetting what bowls they were in. There's so many. The Peach Bowl, which was the early game, and it was the Oklahoma Sooners and the LSU Tigers I was pretty confident that Oklahoma would cover this spread, but no, this was an absolute clinic that LSU put on. 63-28. to 28. Joe Burrow threw seven touchdowns. I mean, his draft stock is unbelievably high. If there was anybody, this QB class is kind of like, it's good, but it's not like amazing necessarily, and he's by far the best QB coming out of college football. He's his, What he's done this year for his draft stock has been unbelievable. Have fun in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, and uh, go make you some big bucks. Yeah, this was a tough game because I think most play- people out there would are, are Jalen Hurts fans. Um, so it's tough to see him. But yeah, I, this was one of those games. I'm, I'm a little bit more tuned into Big 12 than you are. Um, just having gone to a Big 12 school, I, I tend to watch those games a little bit closer than most average people would. Um, or even people that follow um, college football closely. Oklahoma is one of those teams that if, in the Big 12, if they have a few bad possessions or a couple screw-ups, it's not the end of the world because they do have a good enough offense to score a lot. Against a team that's not going to give up many points, um, even to a great offense in Oklahoma, and they have some great weapons, there were too many empty possessions early on, and LSU converted them um, into touchdowns. And, you just knew once the ball started rolling for LSU and Joe Burrow and, and those the plethora of receivers they have and the uh, best offensive line in the country, not to mention some of their superstars on the defensive side, you just knew this was going to be a runaway. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, you hit it on Cincinnati for Joe Burrow. Obviously, we've got this this national championship game coming up, but I, I, I'm going to say this. 
I think he has a better wide receiving core in at LSU than he does than he will in Cincinnati. That's probably fair. He's got an uphill battle. It, it, I mean, that's always the case, though, for the first-round draft pick. It's such a great talent, and it's unfortunate that a lot of those teams that they get drafted to, it's like they're going there for their careers to die. You know, they're not necessarily going to end up at somewhere where they're going to be able to flourish. Uh, so you almost wish you'd you'd fall a little bit, still go in the first round, but fall a little bit so you can end up on a team where you, you're going to have the opportunity to kind of uh, win some games and, and have some good talent around you as well. I mean, look at Baker Mayfield. He looks like a haggard old man in Cleveland. Yeah. And they should be winning. They've got a lot of talent. This isn't an NFL podcast, but Cleveland has no excuse to not be winning with the talent they have on their team. And you just look at Baker Mayfield, and he just has these press conferences with these just downtrodden looks like he's just done all he can. And he's it's he's only been in the league a couple of years, and it's like beating the joy out of football for him. The best was, I'm going off on another tangent here, but the best was when he when the team started really doing poorly, he started dressing more and more like a homeless person. Exactly. It was incredible. They were. I love the move. I love. They were it. saying he was going to be the next like Home Alone. Yeah, I loved it. Robbers. I mean, hey, at least he he knows they're not doing well, and he is, you know, falling in line in that regard. I mean, he's he's humbling himself. So yeah, he started popping up in more commercials too. He's like, I got to go get that endorsement check while yeah. I can. Well, and 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 to the Baker uh, comment, you look at another person that fell in the draft. But was elite an elite athlete like Baker even more so than Baker was Lamar Jackson and look how he's benefited so there is some some something to that so I'll look at Tom Brady exactly I mean I, now that's a rare one because he went yeah that's true you know seventh round so that's a little different but still there there's some merit to the fact that when quarterbacks fall they end up in better situations and maybe you turn out to be more successful than top guys but anyway Joe Burrow is a, is a stud and if they can get a few weapons around him they, they'll be fine there but. To your point, uh, you hate to see this ending for Jalen Hurts. A lot of people are Jalen Hurts fans with the way that he uh, behaved at Alabama, obviously, uh, coming in and, and sitting behind Tua when he was replaced by Tua in the national championship, and then Tua won the starting spot the next year. And he, he waited behind or didn't wait behind, but he sat behind him, sat behind him, and then came in and, and led Alabama to a national championship um, when Tua went down. But... Um, the man, I mean, you just feel for him. He he wanted to lead Oklahoma to a national championship. I certainly think he's the reason that they're in the position that they were in. We certainly hope that he does well in the NFL as well. I'm not sure where they have him, Pierce, uh, draft stock-wise. You've got some pretty good QBs coming out. We'll get into this um, as the draft approaches, but I don't know if you knew where they were where they had him placed or projected at the moment. I don't because a lot of these mock draft sites that you look up are ridiculous and they put it behind a paywall. Um, so you usually get the first round, maybe first two rounds. You know, you got to figure out before the draft or, or you know, bef- yeah, before the draft, whether or not he's super into the mindset of playing or trying out other positions. Because where I view him, I think you give him a shot at quarterback and you don't take that away from him because he could be useful. But I think if he were to land in a situation like, say, New Orleans, I mean, he's a, a no no shot at Taysom Hill, but he's a better athlete than Taysom Hill. So if the kid wants to play, you know, just in general, then you draft him because he can play running back, he can play potentially fullback he can play receiver if he's got the hands which I think he does um and not to mention he can be used in wrinkles on the offense even when he's not playing quarterback um so that I mean that's 
you you got to he's got to fall in the right situation, but I think there is too much talent there to pass on a guy like this. Um, you know, especially second, third, fourth round. So, we'll see. Um, that's just my take on him, but I think he's got enough tools in his toolbox to to be a you know, to be a contributing factor on a on a top team. Absolutely. Well, let's move over here, Pierce, to the other playoff game. This was the more compelling of the matchups, the number two and three seeds squaring off. And that was the Clemson Tigers and the Ohio State Buckeyes. A little bit controversial down the stretch, depending on which fan base you ask. But ultimately, it's just like we said going into this preview. We said, I think we're giving the nod to Clemson because they've been there before and they have the experience. It was a tight one, 29 to 23 with Clemson taking it uh, in for the, to Ohio State's credit, they shut down Etienne. Uh, he just had 36 yards on 10 carries. But Trevor Lawrence, the more, you know, it's weird saying veteran as a sophomore, but the more veteran QB able to get it done for the Clemson Tigers. Justin Fields had a couple of hiccups in his really first really big level game and a couple of interceptions there. Etienne, or not Etienne, sorry, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, like I said, a little bit, a uh, little bit more of an edge, and Clemson gets the nod. They'll be going back to the national championship for what the fourth time in five years or four years? Third time? I don't even know. No, because they've won three, haven't they? Yeah, I don't know if they went the other time. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Was that Deshaun Watson Jr. Year? Will you give your thoughts on this, and I'll look it up. Um, yeah, this was, uh, regardless of, you know, what side you were on, uh, there were some interesting calls in this one. Uh, I tended to agree with a lot of them, but there were some, but regardless, you hit the nail on the head here. Ohio state had a few mental lapses in the game and it's a shame because I actually, and, and we did kind of, I was very much in tune with it, um, but we weren't able to visually watch it, um, while we were at dinner. So there were a lot of people saying that Ohio state was the more physical team. And I saw that um, when we did pick it up in the second quarter, I saw all that um, Ohio state had a great game plan to shut down ETN. You, you take your chances with a guy like Trevor Lawrence. And I think it comes down to the fact that there were a few errors, you know, that last throw, I, I know that's still a crazy, it's, it's tough to assume that Ohio state would have won that if that wasn't a pick on the last play, but still, um, you know, there was an error in route running there. They were on, they were on different pages and that kind of was the end, end of the story for me for Ohio state. Uh, it was more of the fact that I did think Ohio state was maybe the better team, but Trevor Lawrence just willed his team to a victory and Clemson with that underdog mentality and underdog role is never out of a game. And I, I think that's why they're very much uh, in this picture in the national championship, regardless of what the public says or what, most people think I think they're very much in this. So um, it's one of those games at the end. You're like, dang, I wish that game wasn't over because they were throwing haymakers. It was fun to watch. Absolutely. Uh, I was I think I think I said this right. I don't know. Um, I said the fourth time in about five years they went in 16. They won it or they lost in 16 to Alabama. They then won the next year. First Alabama. Then, of course, they made the playoffs, but lost or didn't go to the national championship in 18, and then they won it again in 19. So this will be the fourth appearance in five years for the Clemson Tigers. They certainly seem to be on the same level as Alabama, not getting talked about on the same level as Alabama, but uh, might be seeing a little bit of a changing of the tide here as to who, uh, no pun intended, as to who the better team is, the dynasty. Not ruling Saban out, don't get me wrong, but uh, Dabo certainly seems to have a little bit more of a consistent program than uh, Saban has developed. So, uh, it's going to be interesting, Pierce, to see Ohio State next year. Chase Young is going to go pro. 
they do return Justin Fields. J.K. Dobbins going pro as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So correct. it's going to be an interesting thing seeing this new Ohio State team, but still going to return a lot of talent. They're still super stacked. So Ryan Day's got a plethora of no reason not to make the playoffs again next year. I don't really see anybody in the Big Ten challenging them. So dust yourselves off, Buckeyes. You've got this. But we've got to talk about the national championship now. We've got to preview the number one LSU Tigers and the number th- – I'm sorry. Yeah, the number one LSU Tigers and the number three Clemson Tigers. Uh, what One thing is for sure, Pierce. There's one thing for sure. A Tiger will win this national championship. I was going to say, you're getting tripped up because of Tigers. The tigers the tigers, tigers are everywhere. It's go ridiculous. Tigers and go Tigers. Oh, it's or repulsive. if you don't know Southern, if you don't speak Cajun, it's go X Tigers and go Tigers. <laughs> go X. Uh, it's go. It's No, it's go Tigers and go Tigers. Go, go Tigers. Go Tigers. All right, Pierce, let's talk about it. I know that you we, we had to make our picks here about who we're selecting. Both undefeated. Obviously, LSU seems to have a little bit more momentum than Clemson. Took care of their playoff opponent in, with ease. So you, to your point, you said the public is high on LSU. You said, what, 75, 77% of people are picking LSU? Yeah, it depends on what book you're looking at. But, um, yeah, I'd say even on, on public sites, the one I was looking at, yeah, 73 to 75 to 77. Yeah, anywhere in that range. And this game opened with LSU as how many point favorite? I believe it opened at, let's see here. I think it opened at like three, but I, I will say a lot of the pe- a lot of people that know what they're talking about said that normally this game would be at about minus one and a half. So um, some sites opened at three, some opened at four. I think there were even some publics that opened at five, so. Sitting here tonight, Thursday night, it is a a at is LSU is favored. Sorry, I'm getting tripped up. LSU is favored by six points. So that line obviously has moved. People are high on LSU. The ESPN Football Power Index, if you care at all about that, it just so happens to be that's the site I use to preview things, um, has Clemson 55.8% most likely to win. So even though the public's really high on LSU and the eye test would tell you that, the computers and the data and stuff like that would tell you to go with Clemson. So it's really, really interesting. About a touchdown favorite, a little less than. Certainly, certainly, certainly you hope. If you're if, if you're not a big fan of either of these teams, you hope that Clemson covers that spread so that it's an interesting game. You don't Maybe you don't care who wins, but you hope Clemson covers the spread because you don't want to see a blowout in the national championship. That wouldn't be fun. And I don't think we will see a blowout necessarily you've got two really good quarterbacks the graduate transfer or not, yeah he was a grad transfer yeah who was joe burrow grad transfer no no he was a, a soft richard sophomore i believe or re- or sophomore the, yeah that's right because he played last year i'm dumb <laughs> you can see where my mind's at we're just still reeling from the from going pro thinking about grad transfers um joe burrow the transfer from ohio state versus trevor lawrence the young gun out of georgia the state of Georgia, not the University of Georgia. Um, it's going to be, I hope at least, it's going to be a fun game. You, you'd give the nod to Clemson's defense, I think. But then again, they play in the ACC versus LSU playing in the SEC, so they've had to deal with more adversity defensively. But I think offensively, LSU is the best unit in the country. So it's going to be interesting to see. I want to hear your thoughts here, Pierce. Who you got? Which Tigers you have in this matchup? You would. I thought you were going to fall into the trap and you were going to pick you, your pick first. 
Daggummit. I'll he, look. You can watch. I'll. I'll. You're not gonna look at who I'm picking, but you can watch me. Circle. No, I'm. I'm good. I. I think I know the way you're. You're leaning now after hearing that rundown. Um. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough. I, I'm with you there on Clemson and how it's tough to to not take them when you think of the underdog role. That's a a very powerful motivator. So if you're thinking about motivation and which team might come out with a little more fire. Uh, I, I, it's hard not to pick Clemson. It's from an eye test. LSU definitely passes, passes the test with flying colors. They have dominated most everybody they played. Interestingly enough, one of the toughest games they had was against Texas, which is kind of freaks me out to be honest. Um, but to your point, Clemson didn't play. And, and a lot of people will say this and regardless, they're still playing good teams. It's just, might not top to bottom in that ACC be as, you know, even, or it might not be to the same caliber as Big Ten or SEC football. Still, this team has all the talent to win. Um, gut says LSU, but mine says I've got to take the points in Clemson, and I'll be wagering 250 points on that. Um, Clemson plus six. This is one of those games where even – I'm a little worried because LSU has – Two receivers over a thousand yards. Plus, they've got a couple other stud athletes. Thaddeus Moss is one. Terrace Marshall is another. Um, they've got weapons all over the board. I think where Clemson's going to have to make their hay is similar. And and if Joe Burrow comes out and just does his thing, it's going to be close. It's going to be tough in that regard for Clemson. Um, I think they're going to come out and and focus on the running game, like LSU did against Clemson, and try and muck things up. They've got some studs on the uh, you know on the outside of that defense, um, especially at linebacker, Isaiah, Isaiah um, Simmons is, uh, he'll be, I would be surprised if he wasn't a first round pick when he comes out. Um, big lanky guy who, who started out playing safety can play at multitude positions in the end. I think Trevor Lawrence will be able to will his way to a cover here, even if they're down by say 14 to se- or, or 13 to 14, I think they'll go for two. I, I don't know. I, I just I just feel a backdoor cover here at the very least for Clemson. They had the talent to win this. It's hard to pick against LSU with my SEC bias. But at the end of the day, Trevor Lawrence is twenty five and zero. How how can I not? How can I go against that? So I'll take Clemson um, to cover this spread. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they'll stick around or or cover late. So LSU to win, Clemson to cover. Yeah, but I'm wagering my points on. Clemson. I know on the Clemson covering, but I'm just saying that's what I'm gathering. Are you going to take Clemson now? I are, while you were before you made your pick, I circled Clemson. <laughs> He's not happy. <laughs> he thought I was going to go LSU. Oh, he thought I was going to go LSU. He's I like LSU to win. That's why I'm taking you 250 wager- on LSU. Okay, yeah, there we go. You could wager more points though. You could still technically. Now I want to go like 10 points on Clemson. I, at the end of the day, if you want my honest opinion, I, I laid it out there for you. Okay. You kind of could sense that I liked LSU a little more. Um, I don't know if nobody has a has three number one cornerbacks to cover these three to four number one weapons that LSU has. So I think that's where the, the main concern is for Clemson. I think that's ultimately where LSU makes their hay. Um Interested to see how their defense does against Clemson. I think their offensive line's great. I think they'll shut down ETN. I really do. And so it'll be on Trevor Lawrence's shoulders. 
he's going to have to run the ball really well, in my opinion. Um, as he's going to put up, you know, points throwing the ball. He's got to make some some good runs and some crucial runs. But at the end of the day, I I, I look at those skill position guys, the receivers for LSU will step up and should dominate against this Clemson team, even though they've got good players. And I think the, the, the DBs for LSU will be the difference maker on the other side of the ball. I think Stingley um, Stingley's going to be a top 10 pick if he stays healthy. I think he's that good. So it's tough to, it's tough. I, I did just bury my own grave, so to speak. Um, I like LSU in the end. My money's on LSU in the end, but I took Clemson because I thought just let's just move on. Well, actually, while you were talking, I do think that my head says to go with Clemson, but based off what I saw in the playoffs in the first round and based off these stats that I'm looking at, I just think, I think that LSU wins by nine. I think that something has to happen. I think that... Don't get me wrong. I don't think Oklahoma deserves to be in the playoffs. I think that's why we saw a blowout. I just think that Joe Burrow and company is pretty dang good. And I think that they are going to be able to get it done. Now, you showed your cards a little bit. You told me how much you're wagering. So, technically, I could just wager that plus one or make it so that even if I lost those amount of points, I still win. Pierce obviously doesn't watch a lot of Jeopardy. No. I mean, you picked a different team. Yeah, I know. But we're wagering our points. So now I can just figure out the math that if I take off 250. Regardless, you still have LSU has to win. They have to cover. If you had done Clemson, that would have been, you would have had a chance. Yeah, but so I have the upper hand though because I've got the point. So I can figure out what 250 plus 397 would be and then make sure that I'm not, whatever. So actually, you're right. You'd have to be on Clemson. See, you're not very good at Jeopardy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I can't do math. This is why I'm not in a mathematical field. I, I could see in your back. face that you were like, oh, heck, I've gone wrong well, here. But I was, you I was correct in what I said before down. I just changed my pick because I originally picked Clemson. I'm going LSU, though. I do think that LSU wins this. They are going to be in the Superdome down in New Orleans. They haven't won a national championship since 08. I think it just means more to borrow from the SEC uh, logo or not logo, motto. So I think that ultimately Clemson's pretty good. Clemson gives LSU run for their money, but I think last minute uh, LSU is able to uh, stuff Clemson, maybe stop, maybe like a two point conversion or something, and they uh, they win by I said eight, I said nine, right? I don't know, whatever. I don't get to the semantics there. All I know is I'm gonna go LSU because the more I talked about it, the more I thought to myself, we we all know that LSU is gonna win. I mean, do they win by six? Yeah, why not? Put, put my money on it. I'm not actually putting any money on that. Disclaimer, no money on this game at all. Yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, some of the quote-unquote sharps, I guess, put a lot more stock in the fact that Ohio State was a much better team than Oklahoma. So the Clemson win, in actuality, seems more impressive than the LSU one um, because Ohio State was – it was pretty obvious that there were two – or there were three top teams, and that was it. Um. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm interested to see how LSU does. I wouldn't be surprised. And I know this is might be a little bit crazy to say, but I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that LSU might struggle a little bit early on with a little bit of that pressure from from having a home crowd 
in New Orleans and the fact that they might be pressing a little bit to try and get up early like they've done so often in the past and, you know, kind of cruise. So I, 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 we'll see. I think Clemson can, can hang with them here and, you know, it's going to take uh, a good a good team effort that Clemson, LSU's been doing it all year. It's going to take a good team effort from LSU and Clemson in order to hang with with either team because they're that good. So um, it's going to be a fun one. I'm I'm excited about this one more so than I have been the last few national championships. Really quickly, want to give you out there a high level. Uh, update or not update but preview of what's to come here with the sibling rivalry podcast the season may be ending but we're not going dark we're going to continue to give you off-season content got some cool things in the works we're going to do monthly takeovers by the conference uh so that's where you'll get four episodes in a row about that one conference all throughout one month uh still trying to figure out which month we'll go for which conference will go first we'll have to figure that out Uh, but we want to go through the coaching carousel there's been some cool things happening there that we're excited about some moves that we're not so sure about and we want to go through and preview what we think might be happening with the draft. Even though this isn't an NFL podcast, these are college kids coming out and going into the NFL, so we'll talk about that. We're also going to recap next week the national championship for y'all. That might be a quick one just like this one is. So go ahead. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff for you guys. We're hoping to work some guests in as well. Subscribe to the podcast if you aren't already so you don't miss any of those goodies. You can follow us on social media. You can find those links in the show notes below or below I say below like I'm a YouTube video you can find those links in the show notes in the description of this podcast if you click more um and you can follow us on our well I don't think Pierce likes to know where people are where he is on social media you can follow me on social media at Maddie Browder across all platforms I tend to post more on there than the sibling rivalry podcast social media accounts I'm trying to get better about that but uh there's been like I said there's been a lot of this off season's already gearing up to be pretty interesting I'm excited to get into it with you guys. So please subscribe, please like and share, rate the podcast that helps us grow so that we can continue to bring you good content throughout the off season and blink and it'll be time for the season to start back up again, but we got to get through the long slog of spring and summer first. So we will be back. You're not going to go, like I said, we're not going to go dark, but uh, it's going to be, it's going to be dark days ahead of us without the college football. It's officially hockey season in my mind. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um and and the titans are still in it so that we have something to look forward to For in the nfl days, as well yeah unfortunately i'm pretty sad about that um yeah a little preview of what's to come mike i'll leave you with this uh a little teaser here dropped today that mike leach was the uh is the new head coach at mississippi state so um a little preview everybody loves mike leach and the pirate is coming home to stark vegas so uh, we'll definitely hit on that um, at some point this off season and give you our updates and thoughts about that. I, I it, it, it's an interesting hire. I, I'm still digesting it. So, um, just leaving you with a little teaser there, and it'll be a fun off season for sure. There's been a lot going on the last week. I'm sure there'll be a lot going on the next seven months. So, uh, that's the beauty of college football. It never sleeps. All right, for the sibling rivalry podcast, I'm Madison and I'm Pierce. Stay blessed, y'all.